You are listening to The Wilder Podcast. I'm your host, Carson Dupree. Hi, everybody. Just hanging out. Um, I'm actually recording this episode for the second time because the first episode, you could hear Phoenix's um, sound machine in the background, and I'm just, it was a mess. And I remember the last episode I did, it was the same way, and I was just like, you know what? Let me just get a little bit more professional. And so I'm here in my room trying to be kind of quiet. So if I'm talking in an ASMR way, I'm sorry because I'm not trying to. Um, But I'm just trying to keep my distance from the mic, but also, you know, be close enough that you can pick up what I'm saying. So today's episode is going to be about perioral dermatitis which is something that if you've been following me on Instagram, I've really struggled with. But before we jump into that topic, um, I wanted to just give a personal update. And like like I said, I, this is the second time I'm recording this. So um, I hope I can update you with just as much, you know, fervor and anticipate like excitement that I was earlier. So essentially, I was going to say the previous episode, I discussed my experience with postpartum anxiety and kind of just like how I was moving through like a difficult time and I just wanted to report that this past like six weeks um and I think the podcast was two weeks ago just in in total the past six weeks have been just day and night so 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 good and um yeah I haven't been super moody I've changed a lot about my diet about my lifestyle about my mindset and my gratitude a lot of that has changed and just the way I approach other people, the way I approach myself, the way I approach relationships has really shifted. And, you know, life has changed so much. Just, it's just crazy that your life can change so much so quickly. And, um, it can be either really good or really bad. And for me, it's been really good. Um, that's a personal update. Just some of the emotional side of things for me, my productivity has been ridiculous. If you've been following me, I've been, um, teaching myself how to sew and just really trying to Um, express myself through that and that brings me to um, how you can help support the show I do have an online shop if you're new to the podcast I do have an online shop and it's curated vintage shop but I'm going to be selling some handmade pieces as well Um, and as much as I do want to make new pieces I still the, the part of me that is really trying to maximize um, my environmentally friendliness, does that make sense? Um, wants to use repurpose, like repurpose fabric, either from vintage garments or vintage, um, linens and things like that, or, you know, sheets and different things like that. Um, that's kind of what I'm aiming for. So we'll see how that goes for now. Um, we're going to be repurposing some of the vintage garments that I have here at the house that I have already in the shop and just kind of giving them a makeover. Um, so that'll be fun. And I'm also making some new pieces from just completely natural plant materials. Like I was experimenting with, um, using natural unbleached cotton and creating these blouses that are are sold out, which is so cool and dyeing them with avocado pits and skins which I did a little demo on my shop's Instagram if you want to check that out that's at bliss branch on Instagram so b-l-i-s-s-b-r-a-n 
CH, and I have a lot of information in my highlights there. So if you just wanted to venture in, I highly recommend you do. I always say that um, it's cool to be able to sell things and make money on the internet, but it's so much more fulfilling to empower others to um, just kind of do things for themselves and like create a smaller footprint by not ordering things and just empowering themselves to try something new. So yeah, that's a way that you can support the podcast though. If you do want to buy something from the shop, that would be amazing, but no pressure. Okay. So that's basically all of the updates. Phoenix is napping. So I need to just go ahead and dive in. And like I said, I've already recorded this, so I'm just going to dive right in. (laughs) But parrot oral dermatitis as defined by the internet is a facial rash that tends to occur around the mouth. Most often it is red and slightly scaly or bumpy. Any itching or burning is mild. It may spread up around the eyes, the nose, um, while avoiding the lips. So that's like a really broad explanation of what perioral dermatitis typically manifests as. Um, a lot of other people have eczema on their face and some people mistake eczema for perioral dermatitis um, or, or perioral, perioral dermatitis for eczema. It's really hard to say. Um, and so for me, I can just kind of start, I developed, I started developing my personal case of perioral dermatitis around November, 2018. And that was the same time that I got my first postpartum cycle, um, my menstrual cycle back from having my son. So I was, I became pregnant in February, 2017 and I had my son, um, Phoenix, in November 2017 so I haven't had I hadn't had a period from January 2017 to November 2018 and that's not uncommon typically if you're breastfeeding I'm still breastfeeding and typically if you're breastfeeding um, your period stays away but some women get their period within six weeks of giving birth you know so I mean it's so different some people don't get it at all until you know they decide to completely wean and they're ready to try for another baby or something like that. So it's super different from person to person. And, um, for me, it just took, it took about a year and almost two whole years without a period. So I was just like, Oh, look at my skin. It's just erupting and hormonal weirdness and just some dry spots here and there. And then I was developing these red dotted just little dots, little, they weren't bumps because they were flat, but they were just these tiny red dots that were dry and they were really red. They were like bright pink, um, just around my jaw, my mouth and up by kind of by my nose, but not really. And then I was also, I later developed larger, um, blotchy spots. So yeah, at first it was just these little dots and I was like, whatever. And then it became, became a larger patch and I was busy. It was the holidays. It was November. So like my whole family was here for Phoenix's birthday. It was also my birthday. So it was my birthday, Phoenix's birthday and Thanksgiving all within one week. And then, you know, quickly followed up by the holidays like Christmas and the new year's. And so it was just a very stressful time and a good stress, but still, I guess, stressful for everybody gets stressed around the holidays. So Anyway, I kind of wrote it off at first, but by the first weekend in December, it became this really, really painful, dry, itchy rash. And I was just, I was in a lot of discomfort and I was kind of beginning to flail. Like I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how to treat it. And I should back up and say that in the summer, so last summer, 
I began getting really into natural skincare and like honestly, I've never been into skincare at all. I've naturally been blessed with amazing skin my whole life. Like when I was a teenager, I got hormonal acne occasionally in different parts of my cycle, like maybe right before my period. But other than that, like my skin has always been really plump and really soft on my face. And I've just kind of taken it for granted, but I got kind of scared in the summer because like you see, you fall, Instagram makes the world so small and you see into everybody's beauty routine and you see that, you know, this girl uses like three products in the morning and like four products at night, but they're different products. And, you know, I also am an influencer quote, (laughs) that's like such a, I feel like such an exclusive term, but I feel like everybody's an influencer. If you have a good voice and good opinions or I don't know if opinions can be good. I don't mean that. I just mean like if you're willing to share your experience of a product with someone and you don't even have to get paid, but I get a lot of, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't get paid for a lot of the products I'm sent. I just get sent a lot of products to try. So that's awesome. And I'm super grateful. So I like get these random products to try. I've got a lot of stuff. And in the summer I was like, I had gotten on the train of doing a cleanser, doing a toner, doing a moisturizer and maybe a face mist. And then maybe like an under eye or an under, I do like an under the eye and under the neck cream. Cause I'm like, I'm getting old. I need to, it's, you know, like I need to prevent this deterioration of my skin because I've never taken care of my skin. Like maybe I should try to start taking care of it. Also, you know, I have a toddler and at the time he was just a baby and it was just, like a lot of stress and a lot of sleep issues and just really trying to take care of myself. And so that taking care of myself manifested by, you know, starting like a skincare routine. And yeah, so that was, I had only been into that for like two or three months whenever my rash showed up. So it's probably a combination. Like if I'm going to be like a, a detective about it, which I'm sure all of you guys know, if you have like a skin condition or you have like a specific ailment that is chronic, then you're like trying, always trying to find out what the root cause is. If you're, if you tend to be more like holistic minded and you want like a long-term solution and not just like a bandaid, that's basically how I've approached this entire thing. So I was really looking for the answer, the answer, the answer this whole time. And I, I'm just going to have to accept that I'm not 100% sure what the answer is and I probably won't ever be, but, um, so I just, you know, was like, it's gotta be hormonal and it's gotta be like me messing with the natural microbiome of my skin because your skin has a balance of, um, bacteria on it. Like everything else, like our gut, like our vagina, like everything in our body has like good and bad kind of bacteria that balances out. And there's a homeostasis that takes place to ensure that it's at its optimal, you know, level. It's, it's, it's performing optimally. So when things are out of balance, you're going to get issues like dermatitis or you're going to get pimples or dryness or something like that or oiliness. That's another one. Um, and hormone hormones play a big role in our skin because the hormonal gut connection, skin, everything is, it's all connected. Um, which brings me to, I ended up in December by the first beginning of December, it was undeniable. It had gotten so bad and I had, was kind of flailing, didn't know what to do. And I had remembered that a blogger that I follow, her name is Allison Wu, um, who I followed like a few years ago. I think this time last year, maybe she was discussing her experience with perioral dermatitis. And she mentioned 
the Osmia Black Clay Face Bar. It's not a charcoal face bar. I know a lot of people are like, charcoal? It's not. It is a black clay face bar. And it's supposed to be like developed for perioral dermatitis. And it's like a $20 bar of soap. And it's tiny. But it's a miracle bar, you know. Not anything's a miracle, but I really feel like this has played a role. So I will have everything in the show notes. But So I bought that in December, the Osmia black clay facial soap. And I will say I'm still using it. I cut off tiny little slivers at a time, little chunks. And I put it in the shower and use it. Um, sorry. I feel like I'm really close to the mic and then you're picking up all of my mouth sounds, but yeah, so I bought that. And I also have seen floating around the internet recommended the Avene like moisturizer and the, the um, active ingredient that is zinc and it's like a really soothing ingredient and it's, it's a water-based formula, which I've also read, um, from the Osmia team, the developer of Osmia, she discusses how, um, how perioral dermatitis doesn't respond as well to like an oil-based treatment. So like balms and like heavy like waxy or oils like tends to not really respond to that type of treatment um it hydrates best from like a water-based standpoint and they do have like a water-based cream developed to go hand in hand with the soap but it was like 70 dollars, and i was just like what i can't do this but if you're listening osmia i think it's probably worth it i just couldn't do it i did get a sample from a local beauty shop and i really liked it but whatever um, I ended up going with the Avene and it was like $28 and y'all, I'm just, I was freaking out and I was like, this is so expensive. <laughs> what am I going to do? Um, and it gets worse. It just got so much worse. It didn't get better. Um, these two, oh, and I, and I was still using some other products. I was using like May Lindstrom's Blue Cocoon, which is an amazing product and it's my favorite smell of all time, but no, it was not working for the situation. It was like burning my face. Um, and I was trying to do like some products on just my cheeks and my forehead and then like treating my muzzle area, like my under my nose and my like goat, if I were to have a goatee, this whole area where the rash was like treating it completely differently. And I don't think that that worked. And I had a lot of messages from like friends saying that like you can develop sensitivities to essential oils. So try not to use anything with essential oils on like eczema or anything like that. And whenever I read that, I, that really clicked for me and I was like, okay, so maybe this, maybe I'll try that too. So that's another thing I tried to like completely eliminate essential oils from my facial routine. Just me personally, um, cause I had tried tea tree oil and apple cider vinegar and all of, all of that. And that was not helpful. Um, so December, I'm doing all the things I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. I have an appointment with my doctor and I start panicking. I'm like, oh my God, is this, what if it's something else? What if it's like staph? That's what my mom said. She was like, it's probably staph. Oh my God, you have to go to the doctor. Mom, I love you so much, but that was scary. Um, but I honestly was like, oh my God, what if it is staph? So I went to the doctor. Um, I also was like, what if it's ringworm? Because <laughs> like dogs can carry ringworm and humans can get it. And I was just like, oh my God, what if it's ringworm? And, um, ended up going to the doctor and I was like, I have this rash, help me please. It's getting so much worse. And I would, I will say it it would flare up. It would flare up and be super red and be super painful. And in the mornings when I would get up, it was usually okay. It was like a little bit more muted. I don't know why, but in the mornings it was like, 
darker and it wasn't red. It was like, like almost brown, <laughs> like melasma. If you have melasma, it was like that weird, like darker than your skin tone color, but not normal. And so I went to the doctor and she tested it and it was just perioral dermatitis, she said. So essentially like this dermatitis eczema type skin rash. And it's, she was explaining to me that it can be developed from overuse of steroid creams and blah, 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 blah. Nothing that applied to me. So she suggested that I come back some other time and do a food intolerance panel. And it wasn't covered by insurance and it was $10 of food. So I was only able to out of pocket do 10 foods Um, and so, yeah, but then that one day that I was there, that first appointment, she was like, I can prescribe you something to help with this. I think that you really need it because it's getting really bad. And I do go to an integrative health doctor who literally like never gives me medicine unless I really don't like, unless I really need it. So I've got antibiotics from her for mastitis. And I also got this, um, prescription for this cream to just like soothe my face in the meantime, while I decide to you know, determine what is going on on the inside. So, cause it's so bad. It's just like ruining, ruining a lot of my day. Cause I'm just stressed out about it, which makes it worse. So I go to fill the prescription. It's called Eladel, if you were curious, and it was $600. My insurance looked at that and was like, Nope, we're not covering that. So I, and she didn't write me a generic. So they weren't going to cover it. And so I ended up having to contact my doctor and contact my insurance people be like, she's going to call you. We're going to figure this out. And, um, a month goes by before I'm able to go get it. And, um, so the next month I would say, so that was like end of December to January or who even knows? I don't know. Maybe it was February. Um, and the day that I'm recording this is April 1st. So let's just know that. But yeah, so I ended up a month later, called it in and I went in and I should also say, this is kind of random. I also did try breast milk on the rash, which is supposed to be like magical, help everything. And I really do believe it is magical, but it did not help me. Um, so go in and I get it and it's completely covered. And even the generic was $600. It was like 500 and literally like 580 or $90. So just wanted to say that if you are like, don't have insurance and you're like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? I have periodontitis. dermatitis. I'm just going to tell you right now that, um, what they gave me, and there's a ton of different creams that treat perioral dermatitis that can be effective, um, including this one. So if you are going to go the prescription route, your doctor may have like a different idea in mind. Typically what I've read is that it's super, it's such a weird condition and it does respond to both antibiotic ointment, um, bacterial ointment, like that kills bacteria, not antibiotic, but like a bacterial infection type ointment. And then also like what I had, which was just a cream. So it was just like a hydrating cream. I'm sorry. What did I say? What, you know what I mean? Antibiotic. I think it responds to antibiotic steroid and like, just like a hydrating cream. So Eladel is intended for like facial eczema essentially, or bodily, like bodily eczema. And it was this giant tube and I literally only needed like an eighth of the tube. So I guess that's why it was so expensive. Um, and we decided to try it for a month, me and the doctor. And after that we would reassess. So within the first week, my skin went 
to like 10% down. So it went like, it got 10% better. And I will say that, um, right before I started, the reason that I was so desperate is because I actually got a stomach bug. I'm trying to figure out my timeline. I'm sorry. So in between that month, that month that I was waiting for the insurance to cover medication, I got a stomach bug. Everybody in my family did. And, um, I had a really bad flare up because I guess my gut was like purging. (laughs) Everything was coming out and maybe I was depleted and I had a really bad flare up and it was just terrible and I was really desperate and I had kind of decided not to get the the cream because I was like, it's too much of a hassle that I ended up going and getting it and there was no payment from me. It was fully covered at that point. So I did get it 10% better, like I said, after one week and then after four weeks of using it, it didn't get any better. So just again, everybody's different, but for me, it didn't end up working out. So, um, at the four week mark, I did go see the doctor again. And that's when we did our blood panel. And I was like, basically it's not working. She was like, yeah, it's not really working for you. So you need to stop because I think long-term side effects were, it can weaken the skin and make it more prone to cancer and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, nobody wants that. So I was happy to get off of it. Um, and we took the blood panel and then the next week I found out that I was sensitive to garlic and bananas, highly reactive to garlic and bananas. And if you don't understand the way that food sensitivity tests work, um, they essentially work by identifying, um, antibodies that your antibodies that are being formed from the foods that you're eating. So essentially like an autoimmune reaction to foods that you are consuming. So your body's treating a food like it's, you know, toxic or poison. It's trying to fight it off. Um, and I had that about bananas and garlic, two of which I literally ate every single day. Garlic is in everything that is delicious. <laughs> That's savory. Um, and then bananas, I always have a smoothie or I'm always making like a paleo banana bread or something like that. Um, well, not anymore, but I was. And so that was kind of funny that it was bananas and garlic. And she highly suspected that that was going to be, you know, that was going to help me. Um, and I was excited to know about it. And, um, but like I said, it was only 10 foods. So I am happy to report that later this month, um, I am collaborating with Everly Well, which is a, um, food intolerance. It's like a blood t- panel testing group, and I'm going to be working with them on their food sensitivity kit. And I'll stay, stay tuned because I think there will be a discount code, but they test 99, I think 99 foods for around the same price as the 10 foods that I got tested at the doctor. So I'm going to get to look into all of the foods again. And when it comes to food sensitivities, they change, they will change. Um, so they're not like allergies. They're essentially like what your body has become intolerant to over time. Maybe you're eating too much of this and your body's developing a histamine response. Um, so I think Phoenix just woke up, (laughs) but Yeah, so stay tuned for that, and maybe we could all do this together because that kind of sounds great, especially if you have skin problems. It can be really helpful. But so I did find that out. I cut garlic and I cut banana out entirely. Banana is really easy, but garlic was harder, and I do have garlic probably like once a week when I go out to eat. I did find two dishes at the restaurant that I love um, that don't have garlic, but I have been in situations where I have eaten garlic and I, um, survive. I think I'm fine. I think it's more of like a, I get 
uh, can be reactive. And apparently, like, food intolerance reactions are up to, like, a, I think it's, like, a week after. It can, it's not always instant. Sometimes it's, like, a lingering effect for, like, a week. So, huh, you never really know, and it's, it's hard to be a detective, but I think that we all should pay more attention and um, really try to approach things as holistically as we can because um, you really want to identify the root source of this type of issue if you can. I know that it can be exhausting and a source of stress, and that's the opposite of what you want to do, but it can be really helpful. Um, so that's kind of what I've been doing, and I will say that my rash is like almost gone. Um, when I did go to the doctor for the blood test, the rash had spread to my eyes and it was on my eyebrows, just like, and it's like this crazy rash. It's like, it is crazy, like, but it's like eczema. So it's like red, dry, scaly, itchy, flaky, nasty. And like around my mouth, it was really sensitive when I would eat and it would just like, especially if I would eat like spicy or acidic foods, it would just flare up, be super red and irritated. Sometimes I do have flare-ups. Um, I've noticed that after using Eladel, and this is common with Eladel, it's like one of the main side effects is facial flushing. And I haven't used Eladel in like a month, maybe longer. I don't really know. Maybe six weeks ago I stopped, but I don't know. I still have pretty severe facial flushing, almost like rosacea, but um, and it can kind of vary. If I drink, um, it can happen. And I've been drinking a lot less. I think that helps my skin. I don't like drink a lot, but I I was in the habit of drinking one glass of red wine a night, just kind of self-care, watch TV, you know, cook dinner. It's just fun for me, like organic wine, you know, nothing crazy. Um, and I don't, I try not to put huge rules on that kind of thing because I feel like whenever you put huge rules on anything, you tend to kind of overdo it some other time. I don't ever want to like be in a situation where I'm like hung over the next day because I drank too much or something like that. Um, so, and I just don't like, it doesn't happen to me because I try to just moderate and alcohol is always available. You know, you can always have a glass of wine. You don't have to have like six drinks in the night. And I've done that before and it's not fun <laughs> the next day. I'm not, I'm only 25 and having this baby has like and he, like, we had a weekend for his birthday, Colin's birthday, and it was like, no way. I could not bounce back the way that I would have been able to as, a, like, a younger, like, a teenager drinking, partying. Um, but, yeah, all that to say, like, there have been a lot of changes. I also started incorporating activated charcoal into my diet um, occasionally, especially if I'm eating garlic or if I'm drinking wine or something like that. And um, I know there's a lot of mixed... I feel like discussion surrounding charcoal in the wellness world, some people believe that it's bad and it can leach all the nutrients from your gut. Um, you're definitely not supposed to take it within like, I think a two hour window of taking anything else because it does like, that's what activated charcoal does. It binds to like negative, whatever. <laughs> I don't, I don't know everything about it, but it binds to like the negative properties of, um, foods and it pulls them like heavy metals and it pulls all that out and flushes it out of your system. Um, or that's the theory, um, that I'm familiar with, but I do know that some people believe that it could flush out everything, um, in your system, like all the happy, healthy microbiome and everything like that. But for me, I've been using it. And honestly, I feel like maybe whatever was in my gut, making my face, making my skin just so 
funky. It was has been kind of taken out by it. So maybe it's helped kill some of that. Who knows? <laughs> I know that it sounds like such a mystery. Maybe this isn't super helpful, but I, um, in the end, what I'm aiming to do to fully eradicate it is um, continue on the outside to use the black clay Osmia facial bar. And I have switched from the Avene, which is still good. I switched to Herbavina um, sunscreen and the active ingredient in that is zinc as well. Um, so that is my mineral sunscreen that I put on every single day. And I have just, my skin has just transformed since using that. Seriously. I love that product. I use it every day. It's such a good product for like a, like a primer. If you are going to wear a foundation on top, I really like it. Um, I don't wear foundation, but I would assume it would be pretty because it's such a pretty white, um, color, but it blends to your skin tone if you blend it in, but it leaves the finish is just this nice kind of dewy finish. You don't really need to wear anything else, but it doesn't stay white on your face. It blends in with your skin. You just have to keep rubbing it to activate it. Okay. Yeah. So that, and I take activated charcoal and I'm pursuing a more extensive food intolerance panel to kind of like see if I can get the rest gone. Um, resting more, working on my cortisol and adrenal health. And just like, if I don't want to work out five days a week, maybe I'll just work out three. Working out is kind of like a double-edged sword for me because like, I feel amazing when I work out. And when I don't work out, I, my mood is so bad and I feel like I'm dragging through the week. And you have to know that I, I, I can easily as a stay at home mom or work from home mom, I can easily sit down most of the day and get work done that way. Um, watch TV with Phoenix or something, but I choose to try to be most days, try to be active and get us out of the house. Cause we don't have a car. Colin has the car at work. So get us out of the house and go, maybe go to the indoor playground or, uh, just even around the block is always nice. So I try to stay active, but just I'm trying to stick to rebounding or walking or dancing just to like release those happy endorphins and kind of take it easy on my body in this time of like healing and it's all connected. So if you think that all of this sounds extreme for like a rash on your face, I really don't think it is. I think that it's really connected. Um, And I hope that some of this has helped you. And like I said, stay tuned for the Everly Well collab that's coming up. I think Colin and I are both participating in it. So he'll do the panel and we'll just see. I really want to know what he gets. And like, I honestly don't really know. I know Colin, so I'm not sure if he will listen and if he will take it seriously and take the things out of his diet, but I know that he definitely wants to know what it is. Um, so yeah, recommendations for this week. I think we're at 30 minutes. So the recommendations for this week, I would highly recommend everybody to watch Shrill on Hulu. It's A.D. Bryant's new show. And I watched every episode. There's only six episodes and they're about 25 minutes long. And I watched them all just like in two sittings because <laughs> it was that good. And it's a, it's a, it's like a comedy show, but there are so many moments of like real just I don't know, like I'm like crying. I'm not right now, but I would be like crying watching it. Like, wow, I'm really moved by this show. Um, just some of the body in- inclusivity of it and just the good message of that and just super relatable. Um, 
And also Netflix, Nate Bargatze, he is a comedian, like a clean comedian. You can watch it with your kids. Um, Netflix special. And it's actually my midwife that delivered Phoenix. It's her brother-in-law. So it's really funny because he has a Netflix special and everybody knows somebody famous in Nashville (laughs) or is related to somebody. So that's funny. Um, But it's actually so funny and I loved it. And honestly, having a kid, I like, I'm so clean when it comes to like language now. I, I listen to edited music and really conscious of that type of thing. I do still swear on my podcast sometimes, but this episode I haven't at all. But um, yeah, I do recommend those. Let me think. Oh, we mm, mm. <laughs> we watched the new season of the OA. Uh, and like, I am into it. I'm into sci-fi and like the weirder the better. But like, this was just like exhausting and if you agree I'd love to hear from you because I thought it was good and cool but like you guys there was about eight different things going on at all times in that show like eight different kind of like subplot things that you're trying to connect the whole time and in the end you're just like what and like you just have way millions of questions that I don't even know if we're going to get the answers to I think it might just move on if it gets renewed just move on to the new universe and all this stuff, but are we ever going to know who the French lady was? Like, I thought she, you know, no spoilers, but how is she there twice? I don't, I, there's just too many questions in my brain. Uh, lastly, Russian doll. If you haven't seen Russian doll on Netflix, I think I recommended it last time. Maybe not. Um, I heard about it from a real good podcast. It's your girls, Nat and Amber. Sorry. I was like going to say their, Instagram names, but, um, like they're full Instagram names, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and Amber recommended it and I was like, okay, I'll watch it. And I loved that. That one's really good, but I watch a lot of TV y'all. Oh, and then I should add, I highly recommend that you look on your local Facebook marketplace, look up some sewing machines, look around, ask a friend, ask your mom, And you guys, get yourself a sewing machine. And I'm not talking about an old one, even though I'm into all the old vintage things. But, I mean, if you're learning, I feel like getting, like, a newer one, is they're more intuitive. And I've only ever started with this brother machine. And it's, like, the C6000i. And it was a gift from my neighbor, friend, Elsie. She is also, you know, a blogger. And she had an extra. So, she um, gifted it to me, which was really nice. I will say that I think that there are some, this, this machine isn't as heavy duty as probably some, I feel like every like fifth project, I end up running into some issues with like just constant jamming and different things that I'm sure like sound like user error, but it just seems like constantly dealing with them. And honestly, it probably is user error because I'm so new at it, but, um, I highly recommend that you pick yourself up a used sewing machine because I guarantee you there are so many out there. Um, And look up YouTube videos on your specific machine and learn how to use it. You can go to Joann's or I only know of Joann's, but you can probably go to a local fabric store. We have a lot of local ones here, but I'm thinking like chains and you can get remnant fabric. You can also, a lot of sustainable companies online offer 
like you can shop their scraps type thing and you can make projects out of scraps but I'm just trying to think of like repurposing stuff or you can look in your closet and see if you've got something that needs to be like shortened or taken in or anything like that and learn and if you have any questions feel free to ask me I've been like I said in the beginning I've been selling some of my projects on my shop just to kind of add a little f- new element to Bliss Branch. Um, nothing crazy serious right now, but maybe eventually I'll have some more designs. Um, I'm really into this jumpsuit that I made, this linen jumpsuit, and uh, I'd love to make more of those. But yeah, it's kind of it, y'all. And as always, you know, try to stay conscious and um, not just, you know, for the environment, but socially conscious and pay attention. And I know there's always so much bad stuff going on, but I feel like if we give our energy and even just educate ourselves on what's going on, we don't always have to post about everything. Like I don't post about every single thing that's going on because it's a lot. And I would just prefer to discuss and deal with that kind of stuff in my own life. But when I feel like, um, human rights or something really is, you know, it's always struggling, but I feel like if there's like a, a story that's really moving and people I know need to hear about it right now, right now, I'm going to share it. But, um, and feel free to always, I always get, whenever something big is going on, I haven't posted about it. People will message me and t- tell me to post about it and call me out for not posting. And I, I really take that to heart, but, um, you just have to know that I am in my own world, like taking in this information and consuming it on my own and digesting it. Ew, that's just like an eating news. Y'all, I'm just taking too long at this point. Um, And I probably won't make any edits to this episode because this is the second time that I've recorded it. And I feel like it's pretty good. Um, No announcements other than everything that I've already said. I guess I've said a lot, but um, DM me any of your message or any of your podcast recommendations for topics. Um, I have a few that I have in mind. Like I really want to discuss um, fertility and tracking your cycle and stuff like that. And I want to talk about our move sometime, but now's not the time. Um, but anyway, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. And if you feel so inclined to leave a five-star review, that'd be great. All of you that have left one-star reviews, just stop listening, please. Or don't just keep listening. Maybe you'll love me one day. Maybe not. I don't really care. Okay. Bye.